everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Capitals Report. It is October 4th. Happy hockey season, everybody. There's regular season hockey going on tonight, and the Capitals heading to Ottawa tomorrow to take on the Senators. John Walton, Mike Vogel with you and answering your questions here on Facebook Live, of which there are many questions. Uh, we Preseason has come and gone, and the roster is still a little bit in flux as we talk to you on this Wednesday. Plane's leaving this afternoon, so I think we're going to have some clarity coming here shortly. Uh, but maybe the first place to start is one of the things that we are not completely clear on, maybe muddying the water a little bit, Tom Wilson suspended for four games for his actions in the game on Sunday against St. Louis. We know Tommy's not going, yeah. and he's going to be out for a little while. He'll be back for the New Jersey game a week from Friday. In the meantime, what can we expect when we head out to the rink here in just a little bit and check this out? I think a lot depends on whether the Caps are able to come to terms with Alex Chason. It sounds like they want to, given given the comments that uh, Brian McClellan made yesterday at the after the media luncheon. Um, and so if they do that, then they're, they're, there's going to have to be a corresponding roster move. They obviously, they are, they are at 23 uh, as of this morning. They're under the $75 million. Uh, dollar cap hit, but not by much. So they, if they sign Chase onto a deal somewhere in that 650 to who knows what range, um, somebody else will have to be uh, dealt with, whether that's sent straight to the minors, uh, placed on waivers, whatever. We're, we're going to see a corresponding roster move if that happens. And that may not happen today. Could happen tomorrow, too. So, um, but yeah, there, there's the, the cap's we don't really know what they're going to look like uh, when they take the ice tomorrow night exactly yet. Yeah, we've got a, a fairly good idea, but how much of this, I mean, does it really just hinge on the Chason deal coming together and they seem to like him and this is somebody that we would have and then the trickle down after that or is it more complex than I that? I mean, based on what I could uh, glean from yesterday, you know, listening to Brian McClellan talk to the assembled media in about a 15-minute conversation that I had with him one-on-one -on -one afterwards, it sounds like, I, I, again, I believe Chason is getting signed. Whether that's going to happen today or tomorrow remains to be seen. I have really no idea what the corresponding roster move would be. There's, you know, we can all read a depth chart and, and figure out who the, the likely or the possible candidates are. But I, I think there's probably four or five guys right now who still aren't quite as relaxed as, as they might be. Uh, under other circumstances, and, and I, I think I alluded to this a couple of times that one of my worries about this camp was that you had so many open roster spots, you only have seven preseason games uh, to figure out who fits where, what yeah. piece goes best in, in which spot, and, and you know nobody's going to play in all seven of those games either. So you you know you got to spread those games around. Guys get three, maybe four, five games in some instances, and. Uh, you know, some guys really took the bull by the horns. Uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, Tyler Grayovac, absolutely yep. earned roster spots, jobs, probably will be in the lineup. And certainly one of those guys I would think would be in the lineup, probably both uh, tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, Barry mentioned it uh, on day one of camp that he wanted this to be a meritocracy where if guys earned jobs, they'd be on the hockey team. But he, he qualified it, too, by saying, look, there are decisions that are above my pay grade, Brian McClellan, makes the ultimate roster decisions. We've got assets that we want to try to control, maintain, uh, and there are business um, factors that are uh, attached to some of these Salary guys. cap, I mean. Salary cap and yeah. waivers. Yeah. Those, are, those are the two main things. There are a number of questions we've gotten off Twitter, and you can reach us via Facebook Live as well. As you might imagine, the hit and the suspension of Tom Wilson getting some attention. 
Uh, Ted asking off Twitter, the four-game suspension seemed excessive for a hit that didn't result in injury. How much of this was him, quote, unquote, getting away with past hits? I don't think it's that so much. I think it was the way that it looked and the recency of which yeah. he had just talked to the league office. He got the two preseason games. That made him a repeat offender. That tends to heighten the suspension. And look, he tagged him in the back. I mean, he did. He comes yeah. in, he gets him, and they had the, the camera angle to go along with it, the referee's report, and there you go. So, uh, you know, deterrent for next time. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah. You know, that's just the way way the cookie crumbles. I didn't like the hit. I thought that um, it, it was a little unnecessary. But I thought also that it, it would have been, to me, when I saw it, I thought instantly that's that's five in a game. He's You know, he, we won't see him again. And I think that's what it would have been uh, had there not been, as you mentioned, that, that previous suspension a week, 10 days earlier against the same team. So I think it was a primacy recency thing. Uh, and, and hopefully, um, you know, he's got a tough job where, you know, he's got to play physical. He's got to be uh, intimidating. He has to be. That's part of his game. Um, but it's a fine line. And, he, and he's done a really good job, I think, for four years of, of walking that line and not crossing it and you know okay you know let's not forget too there's a new sheriff in town now um as far as uh, nhl player safety is concerned yeah, so george peros you know, we'll, we'll, we're gonna have to wait and get a feel for how he's gonna call uh, you know ideally if, if they're gonna call these this things. was his first suspension too yeah the, you know, the first two now first two yeah now, yeah but, um yeah first one doesn't hurt so much because you're just missing a couple preseason games this one stings a little bit and you know the caps are playing six games and in 10 nights to start the season and, and he's he's a big chunk to me of of uh this team when it's uh when it's successful a, a pretty important complimentary piece so uh, they're gonna have to play without him for the, the first four games of a pretty rugged stretch question from travis uh asking could the wilson suspension be a blessing in disguise caps get one last chance to evaluate guys prior to risking him on waivers walker debut opening night Yes, but a little bit of a qualifier there. You still got the salary cap to worry yeah. about. So once you get your roster set, uh, Tommy's still on the roster even yeah. though he's suspended. So you've, uh, it gets a little tighter under the collar here. A I'd call it maybe a silver lining rather than a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So you know, it's you do get a, a chance. Somebody's it's going to be a silver lining for somebody. Somebody's going to get four games uh, in that lineup, whether it's one guy getting four games or whether it's scattered amongst a couple of different ones. Uh, remains to be seen, but um, and, and certainly, yeah, the Caps will get a chance to evaluate those guys too. Talking about the game tomorrow with the Ottawa Senators, a team that was within a game of the Stanley Cup final, a pretty good team, a team that the Capitals had trouble with last year. They had trouble scoring goals against this team last year. Here's a silver lining. No Eric Carlson tomorrow night, one of the best defensemen of the National Hockey League, not going to be ready to start the season. Uh, I don't think the Caps are going to be too upset about that. Definitely not. Like you said, Johnny, they had a hard time scoring against Ottawa last year. They scored three goals in three games. I think they managed to win two of them. Didn't they win 2-1 one and 1-0? One 1-2, one correct. Just and didn't they, score a lot of goals. they got blanked in the other one. Mm -hmm. And um, those goals were scored by Carl Alsner, Taylor Chorney, and TJ Oshie. So uh, one forward. One, one goal from forwards in, in 180 minutes of hockey against the Ottawa Senators. They uh, they can clog it up. They can muck it up pretty good. They can, and defensively they have questions even beyond Carlson, mm -hmm. but uh, certainly uh, going to be uh, an interesting battle as we get into it tomorrow at Canadian Tire Center. There's four games on the schedule tonight, including the Penguins hosting the Blues. That's the, uh, well, I take that back. The Flyers are playing as well. A couple of teams in division are playing tonight. Uh, you can see the Blues and Penguins tonight on NBCSN, and if you have NHL TV, you can watch the rest. Flyers play late tonight. They start in California. They open with San Jose tonight. This divisional race 
is going to be from tonight forward. Every every night is going to be watching the scoreboard this year because there are so many teams. We talked about the Devils improving, uh, probably still on the outside. Where do the Islanders sit? John Tavares in the last year, his deal, and they're looking for a new arena. There's a lot going yeah. on and off the ice more than on maybe with the Islanders, uh, but a lot of good quality teams here. Pittsburgh has lost some pieces. Washington has lost some pieces. Columbus... Is is Columbus the team to beat here? I mean, they, yeah. they with, given the fact that the other two have stepped back, is Columbus ready to assume that role? I think on paper they might be a, a, a shade better than Washington or Pittsburgh right now. Um, to me, I, th I think Pittsburgh and, and Columbus are the teams that the Caps need to try to keep within their sights in the uh, divisional standings. And I think you're gonna there's gonna be a middle group there of, of Washington, the two New York teams, and, and probably Carolina. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think Philly and, and New Jersey. Um, Philly's a little ahead of New Jersey on its rebuild, um, but I think that those teams are both still sort of in the rebuilding phase or process um, when I look at them. Um, but I think, I think it is going to be a lot tighter from top to bottom in the division. I think the top is coming down and the bottom is going up, and, and it's going to be pretty tight uh, for, for all eight teams. I, I think you're going to find a tighter spread from one through eight this year than you had last season. We'll have full coverage coming your way from Ottawa tomorrow at Canadian Tire Center. Two-man advantage, getting ready for the 7.30 puck drop. A little bit of news on the radio side if you missed it today. Back on 106.7 The Fan this year. Big FM signal all over, and of course, if you are not within that signal, you can always hear us on Caps Radio 24-7. Joe Bean Locker with a call on the newly rebranded NBC Sports Washington. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Capitals Report.